Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Our Football Podcast, episode 89. Welcome back, everybody. Tons of soccer to talk about, as always. I'm super excited. Um, but as, as you know, in the subject of so much going on, um, I'm actually kind of sad to say that Adriana will not be on this podcast today. Um, she's far too busy over there doing the good work that all the people covering the Olympics are doing. Um, so she told me, Amy, I'm going to take the time off, but I want to keep this podcast going. We love to talk about the Liga Max Femini. We love to give that platform to them. So she said, make sure you bring somebody within the community. I asked a few people, so this is not my first choice because he's not my friend, but he is a huge part of the comics community so i'm actually very happy that he he was able to join us today it's varo from the chivas del norte podcast varo how are you today hey uh, amy i'm fine um i feel like this is that meme where it's like you lie on your resume and you get the job it's like, <laughs> i made it here but how <laughs> uh, that's not true like it could have been true maybe like two seasons ago but i think now you're definitely part of the community um, and obviously, like we were talking about before we recorded and as we were getting this worked out through messages, um, we're definitely still going to talk about, you know, our football-esque stuff. But I do want to give some people a chance to understand, like, how did you get into the Liga Mex Femenil? Because I know you had the Chihuahua del Norte podcast, which you guys have been working on for a, a long time with the, with the men's side. Um, and I've said it a lot of times on this podcast, the way you guys just gradually transitioned over to the feminine has been so effortless. You guys are like completely dedicated to it now. And it's a huge part of the Liam X Fem ENG community. So yeah, like give us some context about how you ended up with us. And, uh, you know, now that you don't have to lie on your resume. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm glad you say it sound, sounded effortless because it was not effortless at all. Like it was probably one of the harder things we've done since we started potting you know as as Chivas fans watching the men's team we, we've been watching them like most of our life or since we can remember watching soccer but then I feel like every time I jump into a new team I, I take like a year or like a year and a half before I even tell anybody I'm a fan of XYZ team because if they talk about I, when I talk about stuff I don't like to like not know what I'm talking about yeah and I feel like there's like um I don't like gatekeeping or whatever, but some sometimes like say I go to like an Arsenal supporters bar or whatever, I, but I waited like two or three years before I even stepped foot into one of those because I feel like you get attacked for uh, like not knowing stuff sometimes. That's for sure true because uh, if any of you guys don't know, our, uh, Vara and I are avid Arsenal fans, um, but I feel the exact and I think Arsenal is a very perfect example of that because I do feel that way. You know, like even through my timeline, it's grown a little bit more on the Arsenal side. And there's like some weird historical fact from like 30 years mm -hmm. ago. And I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. Like, I feel like a, a failure not knowing what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, it's like, I don't even know who that player is. Like, um, where does it, I think on FIFA, there's a, it's like famous Arsenal player. And then one night, one of my boys asked me, he's like, yo, is he, is he actually like an Arsenal legend? I was like, honestly, I have no idea who he is. <laughs> Like, I know Bergkamp on Re and that's it. Don't ask me yeah. about anybody now. I think, yeah, it's, it's weird. But, but yeah, like, um, so like you said, we had the Chivas del Norte platform. And, like, I, I would casually watch the uh, Chivas Femenil games, mostly because, like, accessibility wasn't, wasn't really there. I remember the yeah. first, um, the first final for the league, it was, you know, Chivas won it, they beat Pachuca. But I remember, you know, I was watching that through a Facebook live stream of somebody recording their tv oh, it's always stream, a like watching the game 
So like anytime it's passage, something ex- man. You don't live yeah. <laughs> like you have not lived until you're watching somebody else's TV and trying to watch the Liam X family and you just hear the background noise, you hear people talking. It's a rite of passage. It was, but it was hilarious because like every time a goal was scored, like the person recording it was like jumping around and stuff. So I'm like, can you just like focus for like one second? <laughs> like, let me get a replay and then you know just jump around more. Like, <laughs> but um like and then to see how far it's come now, I think there's a lot more accessibility. Um, especially after Chivas struck that deal with Telemundo, you know, all the all the yeah. games used to be on YouTube. Now they're on the Telemundo Deportes app, or if you have like a Chivas TV subscription, I think you can watch it over there too. Yeah. So I mean, just overall, the the league has just gained so much accessibility. It's a lot easier to watch it. Um, I think the team itself is marketing the the women's team more. So. We were talking about it, like, you know, like, like I want to talk about the QS Feminine League on the pod and let's talk about the team, but none of us really felt comfortable enough to where we were going to record, you know, a specific episode dedicated to that. So every now and then we would mention like, like highlights that we saw or stuff like that. But then, um, you know, as the community was growing, we found Melissa who runs the QS Feminine an English account, great account. If, you know, goat, somebody doesn't follow it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then, you know, so we started talking to her. We brought her onto the pod, like every now and then we would bring her on to like talk about maybe the more high profile games, like the Clásicos or when they're in the playoffs. And then that, I think about a year ago, I think I was like, all right, we're going to do this like full time, like dedicate like episodes straight to Chivas Feminine Team. And it, I mean, it was, you know, you say it sounds effortless, but like if, if we hadn't found Melissa, we probably would have, we wouldn't have done it because we just weren't comfortable enough talking about it. Um, I know when we first started recording, me and Luis, when we started recording with Melissa, me and Luis would kind of just like forget we're actually recording a podcast and we, we would just listen to what Melissa was talking about. And then, you know, it'd be our turn to talk and we'd be like, hold on, we need to, we need to go regroup because I got to What page was that on? I didn't do I it. I just learned. <laughs> This wasn't in the notes for the test. Where's that? What yeah. are we talking about? <laughs> we were I, we were like learning and potting at the same time, and that's like it, so much like editing went into those episodes to make it sound like we had a fluent conversation with like Melissa, like a coherent <laughs> conversation. So like you saying sound effortless. I was like, thank God, because like every time we would finish recording, I'd be like, God, that was rough. Like those first <laughs> like five six episodes, I was like, man, I was like, I hope we don't sound like we don't know what we're talking about. Like, <laughs> nah, I mean, you guys have done a fantastic job and. And I think it's uh, one of the questions I've always wanted to ask you is obviously the Chivas community for me is one of the funniest like like groups to just interact with online like consistently. I mean, obviously there's bad apples <laughs> yeah. for all like barras and, and what have you, right? But I think like there's something very special about Chivas in general and whether it's for their players, against their players, making fun of their players, you know, even as an America fan myself, like against like America fans, there's something very, uh, like very humorous to me that I actually very much enjoy. So how do you, and because you guys were a podcast primarily originally focused on only the men's side, how did you feel that like your listeners transitioned over to the women's side? And I know that there's also the added bonus that the men's is absolutely trash right now. And women are actually this ray of positive light. But how did you feel like once you started introducing those segments or even that extra episode, did you get any pushback at all? Or did it just feel like, okay, we're going to support this team too? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any real pushback. I mean, um, 
once we started like tweeting out the gifts and the goals and all that stuff, I, I just feel like it piques people's interest. And like, you know, we have the Discord channel where people are like, you know, I, I watch the feminine games now, you know, or or when does Chivas Feminine play? Um, even my dad sometimes texts me like, when when do the women, when do the Chivas women's team play? Like, and like two, three years ago, that would have never happened. And, you know, again, I think it's all about accessibility. But with our listeners, there wasn't really any pushback. Um, and I feel like right for now, it's, I feel like the Chivas Feminine community is safe from like the, the toxic fans that the, the men's side has where like <laughs> the men's fans just try to take a crap on like every player we have and they hate every, everything. And then, you know, you have the Chivas Feminine side, which is like the, the positive side of Chivas Twitter. And it's kind of it's kind of nice living there, you know. I think you guys, I think you had like one week of segment of, of pods. Cause I obviously listen to you guys. I, I enjoy listening to you guys. That was like one time where like you had like bad vibes only cause of Matt cause the men were doing super bad. And then it was like good vibes only. And you knew that that was a feminine podcast. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's very true. Um, and I think that that's a, a, a great point to make. Um, I think it's one of the strengths that Liga MX feminine has had compared to maybe like other uh, you know, in, in particular around the region, like to NWSL, right? Like there's that natural connection to the fans that you don't have mm-hmm. to force them to support the team. And if they're doing well, everybody, you know, everybody's happy. And I think that that's been super good for Chivas collectively. Obviously they had the first title in the league. Um, they went through a rough patch for a couple seasons and now under Chota Mejia, they seem to be doing better. And it's really cool. I mean, like you said, right? It's just that accessibility and the ability to engage regardless of gender. I, I think it's awesome that when, you know, the feminine side is playing, like all you guys just so naturally are just like, we're here to support, you know, we're here and we're, and we're going to do the thing and, and we're just going to watch them play. So um, if you guys don't know at this point, go ahead and go on and follow the Chivas del Norte uh, podcast on all social platforms and, and, you know, listen to them wherever you can. It's very cool. But Vara, let's get right into it. Week one officially came and went. Um, and let's start with, you know, the, the team of the hour that we we started off with Chivas with a commanding 5-0 win over San Luis. I got to say, I, I would talked about it last week with Adriano. The thing that Chore Mejia, and even since last season, has always fascinated me is that it feels like he's playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. Like he's not doing like these like crazy signings. He's very strategic about them. There was this, I don't think there was any doubt that Chivas was going to still be a good team after being runners up last season, but I didn't think that they were going to start this strong. I mean, how did you, what did you take away from that match? Obviously, Licha got a goal, Caro got a goal, um, you know, a few other players, I can't think of their name, I can't think of who else scored, but, you know, like the top players were there, but again, it seemed to be a reintroduction of that collective effort that Chivas seems to be bringing under Mejia. Like, how, what did you take away from the game? Uh, yeah, I mean, you also had the, the Michelle Gonzalez uh, brace, which oh, there you go. nobody yeah. nobody had that uh, <laughs> ready to go for a Monday night. But um, yeah, like you said, I think Shorty's just done a great job with what he has and the players that he has at, at his disposal. Um, there's just like a overall like a team. It's, it's a team, you know. They don't rely on X player to do everything, you know. And there's supposed to be that leech dependency, but. You know, she takes games off, and we Chivas still has, like, commanding wins. Like, last season, we saw it against Rayadas, you know, Licha's out, and the fans were kind of down about the game going into it, and then they win, what, what was it, like, 4-0 or 5-0? Yeah. And it's, it's just a team effort. I think when Shorty first got the team, and I think what killed them going into the playoffs was they kind of did have, like, that wing, wing play the, a dependency where, 
you know, everything ran through either Norma or Maria Sanchez on the wings. And now, you know, they would connect with Licha and teams kind of figured that out. But now it's like, all right, you guys want to cancel out our wing play? Cool, we'll just kill you down the middle with Gato and Licha or, you know, pass it out to Jocelyn, pass it out to Annette. There's really like no... And I think that's what Shorty's done a great job of. You know, he's like, we can't be a one, like, one way of scoring. You know, we have to be able to build from wherever we are. And especially now that there's like so many accounts that do like tactical reviews of stuff. Like after I, I read those and it's like, damn, like Shorty might be like a like a genius because yeah, the way this Chivas team looks, it's um it's just a great team, good effort. Everybody does their part, you know, there's no ego on the field. It's everybody just, you know, it's a part of a team and right now it's working and hopefully they can keep it up all season. Yeah, I think I thought I'm not gonna lie, I think all of us were kind of expecting like Leach to score that first goal, right? It would be appropriate, it would be poetic mm-hmm. in a sense that here we here's our first our first game of the season, Leach scores the you know, it it would have made sense, but I think there is something comforting in knowing that she was part of the play, but she wasn't the one scoring it. And I think Carlos' finish was just absolutely amazing. I think reg- I think regardless of who scored it, that was a great way to start the season. It showed again, like kind of just, like you said, this very selfless effort that Chivas has possessed throughout other, se- uh, you know, under Chore. And then it just kind of went from there. And it got to the point where, like you're saying, right, Licha is um, a vital part of this team, no question, but she's not the only option. And I think her goal was what, the third? fourth goal at that point uh, I believe it was the third one yeah yeah you know so they had already scored two goals and then Nietzsche still gets her goal so you're like as I'm sure as fans you're comforted by the fact that wow we can do this and we can do this you know dominantly against maybe lower end teams that you know kind of brings it kind of brings it uh positively like kind of kind of gets you looking forward once again to what Chivas can do yeah and I, I can't believe that that uh, Caro Licha link up goal wasn't nominated for one of the top goals of the right of I the agree. week. I was like, what ha- what happened? I was like, like I said in the chat, that was um, what did I say? That was a uh, poetry in motion, like soccer in its purest form. Like just to be so aware that you know Caro's gonna make that run, and she just flicks it back without looking, and Caro buries it. Like I don't know how that wasn't nominated. I don't know. We got to do better. We got, we got a little, que- we got a lot of questionable processes happening on the Liam <laughs> X feminine side in general uh, this season. Um, but we're looking ahead to other matches that you watched that we watched. Um, speaking of kind of like those star players on star teams, a three, two victory for Atlas against Toluca. Allison Gonzalez comes and returns with the hat trick. Varo, you've, I've also been really impressed with the fact that you've been, you know, making yourself <laughs> engaged in not just, uh, Chivas games, which you're very famous for making apparent on the men's side that you say you don't yeah. watch any <laughs> other Liga MX games except for the Chivas games, but you do it for the Liga MX feminine side, which is awesome. Um, what, what was your takeaway from, from the last game and from Allison scoring her hat trick? I mean, Allison's a monster. We, we know it. Um, you know, she was picked as like one of the best players in the world, potential players in the world. And, but I do think, you know, I, I think they have you know, the dependency that people think Chivas has, where I think it's Atlas is going to get as far as uh, Allison carries them because Toluca was in that game, you know, I think it was 3-1 late into the game and they pulled out the second goal, but I think Toluca could have could have tied that game against Atlas and I don't think Atlas looked like a super, super dominant team over them. So I think, you know, Allison Gonzalez is fun to watch, but I think she's going to need 
a little more help because I feel like teams will start to to plan against her, kind of kind of like what she was in the playoffs last season, where they kind of just neutralize Allison and they're like, all right, Allison's not going to beat us, but we might let and somebody else on the team do it, and nobody nobody kind of stepped up. So I think that's plus is a concern for the rest of the season. The other thing that I was talking about with with some people about Allison was that. Allison did a lot of things this like you said yeah 100% agree they rely on Allison a lot over at Alice the only thing that kind of like excuses it is that she consistently delivers like she's that good that like they can kind of depend on her because she's always delivering um you know kind of like with Shorter where he doesn't want to have so many you know so many plays involved with Licha because again yeah which that's what's going to happen when you start going into those those uh, elimination round games, right? That you're gonna get neutralized, and you have to start thinking more. I think, I think not like necessarily the downfall, but something that Samayoa does really well is he figures out how to still implement Allison, and then kind of also adjust when they try to neutralize her. He's not like he hasn't quite figured it out because unfortunately they don't make it past farther rounds. Obviously, they got as far as they did last season. Um, but I thought that there was a lot of things that Allison did that game that can probably be contributed to the fact that she was with the national team just before these games happened because like even that what was it her second goal I think that just like quick touch that she gets on the ball and there's two defenders in front of her and she still scores it like you know past everybody and just gets it on the opposite end of the net I'm just like wow like you said she's a monster like there's something so different about her that is just like super entertaining to watch yeah like I like I told y'all in the chat um I like I like the women's national team game now because I can cheer for players that I wouldn't normally cheer for. Like Allison Gonzalez, like just watching her, it's like she's so good. Like um, what was it, Costa Rica? I think they had those friendlies in Mexico, and like she was just standing out. And I don't know, it's 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 a fun league to watch. That's why, like you said, like for the men's side, I don't really, I, I don't watch any games that don't <laughs> involve Chivas. But um, I was talking with my friend the other day, and I think. It, it came up and I was like, I think the thing about the Liga MX Feminine side is that when you watch these games, almost not, well, now like 99% of the players are eligible to play for Chivas as opposed to the men's side where, you know, you watch a player and then you Google him and he's like, oh, he's Argentinian. So I, I, I don't <laughs> want to pay attention to him. <laughs> but in Mexico, you know, any player that you watch, it probably can play for Chivas because, you know, there's only one foreign player per team so I think that's like more of the attraction for me like throughout the league as opposed to the to like the men's side she might pull a I don't think she would but imagine her pulling in Osvaldo Sanchez and she switches over teams I don't think that ever happens but maybe that's welcome her with open arms (laughs) (laughs) Um, another key match uh, from this weekend America with a 2-1 victory over Santos Um, for me Varo I know you said you watched this one as well Yep. America looked better than they did last season. Last season was, you know, kind of a dumpster fire for them. They did look better. Santos got that first goal. I, I think Martinelli is an incredibly talented goalkeeper. I think that in the league in general, right, you can catch the keeper a little bit more off their off their line than the typical one, mm-hmm. and it'll probably go in. I also think that, and this is something that I find really cool. Um, so this will be more of a general question, borrow, but I think that. Liga Max Feminine players are actually getting way better at scoring. Like they have like real like there's some pretty decent golazos that happen in the Liga Max Feminine. Yeah, for sure. I think as the league has grown, you know, there's more technique on the like technical ability on the on the field. And and yeah, you're right. We get like 
we get what like two three streamers every week in the league yeah at league. least for sure yeah They're, and it's fun that's why i like watching the league too it's like you get these crazy goals that you wouldn't normally get in other leagues it makes it fun to watch yeah, but America comes still comes out despite that golazo um, from Santos with the two one victory. Kiana Palacios, who just uh, joined the team this season, gets a goal. But uh, Varo, for you, uh, you know America looking a little bit stronger. How did you see them um, in this in this game, just in general? Um, uh, I'm not sure yet. I think, like you said, they they looked okay. They didn't really seem like they improved that much. But what, what do you think about that? that second goal was that was that a pk for you or no oh no i mean i'm i no no like 100%. i know i know I mean, you're an america fan so I am, I yeah, act, yeah, com- like... completely and then and Janelli scored a pk you know like it's it like there's yeah. so there's so many factors in it that i go this is positive right america gets to win um you know kiana and Janelli both get good goals kiana gets her first Janelli gets a goal you know and she and she takes that she takes that um, that leadership position. She goes, no, I'm going to take it. She converts it. She's proud of herself. You know, again, increasing that team effort. But that's one of those things that we talk about with the league, that the officiating in general is just like, w- what are we doing here? Like, there's no contact at all on that play. Dani makes a good run. Like, Dani Espinosa actually makes a good run. You know, she's, she's, she's getting into the box, but no, nowhere. Like, not even, like, in a blip of, like, if I was in her position and I'm looking at that, there's no way that that's a PK at all. Yeah, there's like absolutely no contact. And like, even though the broadcast team was like trying to find something, I was like, no, that's there's right. nothing no, there. They really were. They were like, eh, and I was like, no, like, like right there, right not. there, right there. I'm like, even where? AJ, yeah, I think in a in, in a separate chat, AJ and I were both like, no, just like not at all, <laughs> not at all. But America gets the America gets the victory, and and you know they get the they get the three points. So good for them. Um, Var, I know you didn't watch this game, but another telling match for me was Puebla versus Leon, 3-1. I believe Leon got the first goal, and then Puebla just came in and scored three goals on them. I mean, this is a team that was in the bottom half of the of the table last season, and they just come and, and show up uh, against Leon, which I thought was amazing. They've also had a pretty decent number of signings, surprisingly, Puebla. I think I don't have the exact number, but I think before the season even started, I think they ha- they announced like seven different players that they signed. Um, so it's one of those things where, uh, you know, for a more general question that you can answer, Varo, I think the parity in the league is kind of increasing too, right? You still, you obviously still, you're still going to be a top team, but I do, I've said it before. I do feel like there's that space between the bottom and middle mid table teams where it could get fun and entertaining where things get complicated. Yeah. I think, um, like the coaches and stuff that they work on tactic now, like they play they play smarter. They don't just play attacking football and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like six through like eight, those are always like fun positions to watch. Like once the season is coming to an end, because there's usually like four or five teams that are, that are battling for those last three spots. So that's, that's also a positive, you know, you don't want people kind of to check out by like week 13 or something. Cause all the other teams just ran away with the league. So yeah, like the parity is needed and, I mean, if we're going to talk about who wins the league every season, then, yeah, we definitely need more parity to kind of keep fans interested in the league. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just looking at these scorelines, obviously we talked about the most notable ones, but we had a 1-1 tie with Querétaro and Rayadas. We had a 0-0 draw with Pumas and Necaxa, right? Then we have a 0-0 draw between Pachuca and Cholos, which really caught me by surprise. Charlene obviously had her debut. She played the, the last couple minutes. Um, Tigres beat 
Mazatlan 2-0. And then we had Juarez versus Cruz Azul with the 1-0 um, last minute uh, goal from Brenda Leon. Also a golazo. Did you, were you able to catch that one by any chance, Baru? I think that's the one that won the goal of the week, I think, right? Is Brenda? Oh, I didn't even check. See, you're better. I think so. They, they announced <laughs> it like maybe like 20 minutes before we started recording. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations. Deserved, I think. But also, they didn't nominate that first goal from Lichanka. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Ending week one, we have Chivas up at the top of the table in number one spot, followed by Puebla in second place. Um, of all things, wow. then leading is uh, Tigres in third place. We've got Atlas in fourth, uh, American fifth, Cruzul in sixth, Rayadas in seventh, and then we end off the top with Querétaro in eighth. Um, Varo, as we started looking ahead to week two, um, we've got Cruzul versus Chivas on through the end of tomorrow. Uh, how are you seeing that game? What are your feelings going into that match? Um... I don't know. I feel like Cruz Azul always puts up a battle against Chivas from the games that I've watched since I started watching the league. Um, so I don't know. I think it'll be a close game, but I still think Chivas comes out on top because as a Chivas fan, I always pick Chivas no matter what. <laughs> Die hard through and through. All right. We kick off the, the season, uh, Jornada Dos today in a couple minutes. If I not a couple minutes, but maybe a couple minutes if you start listening to this as soon as I upload it. So we'll see what happens. We've got America versus Puebla. Normally, I would say this is a must win for America. And they, like you said, they looked okay, or like we're both saying, they looked okay. But given the fight that Puebla showed this past week, I think it's close. I think it's another 2 1 for America. Um, how are you seeing this one, Varo? Uh, I'm actually going to go draw. Probably 1 1, 2 2, maybe. But Ooh. yeah, I think it'll be a draw. Cool, cool. Then follow it. Then after them, we've got Mazatlan versus Santos. Mazatlan, as we all know, is my boyhood club through and through, so I'm feeling a little conflicted, but I'm going to go with Mazatlan 2-1 here, although Santos does have really great players um, attacking, and obviously they are able to score from outside the box. Where are you going with, Varo? Yeah, I'm going to go with Santos, uh, probably 2-1. I don't know what it is about Mazatlan that they kind of get their best game out of the season against Tigres. I think last season they held them to 0-0, and then... This week they, they just had a, had a trouble beating them two 0 So, but then they play the rest of the league, and it's like Mazatlan forgets what they did against Tigres. Like if they played every game like that, they they would do much better. But I'm gonna go Santos two uh, 0 probably. All right, there we go. Then we're followed up between Atlas and Querétaro. Querétaro obviously still going on with the Rosismo. I'm I'm giving this to Atlas. I think Allison either scores a goal or a brace. What are you going with? Querétaro played, who did they play last week? Rayadas, right? Rayadas, yeah. I'm actually going to go Querétaro. Yeah, I I really like what I saw from Querétaro. I, I feel like they could have beat Rayadas last week. Um, So I'm going to go 2-1 Querétaro. Ooh, all right. We'll see what happens there. No then bias got, there. Then we got Rayadas versus Juarez uh, kicking off Sunday. Uh, who you got there? Um, I got Rayadas there. Yeah, Rayadas, no question. I well, I would hope, yeah. but then they also tied against Querétaro, so we're definitely going to see what happens there. Also, Juarez, Juarez, as you remember, had some pretty key signings, so we'll see what happens with them. Um, San Luis versus Pumas. I mean, Pumas did just come out of tying against Necaxa, but I think Pumas gets together and wins this one. What do you think? Yeah, I, I watched some of that game, and uh, yeah, Pumas didn't look too good. But um, then San Luis is coming off the 5 nil 
thrashing against Chivas. So probably I'll probably go with a tie, actually. A tie? I'm still going with yeah. I'll go 2-0 Pumas. All right, then we got Nekaxa versus Pachuca. Don't know how many minutes Charlene's going to be getting, but it does look like she'll be getting a little bit more minutes. So let's just keep that in mind. I think Pachuca's still trying to find their footing. I think that's why they tied against Cholos. But I think against Nekaxa, they should be able to do it. So I'm going to go with like a 1-2-0. What do you think? Yep, I'll go 2-0 Pachuca. For sure. And then we got Leon versus Tigres. Obviously, Tigres, top team. Leon coming off of that crazy 3-1 loss against Puebla. They did, however, announce the signing of their first foreign player, uh, Marta Cox. So that'd be interesting to see if she gets any playing time this week. Um, who are you going with for this one? Tigres? I'll always answer. Yeah, Tigres. Always a <laughs> and then we end uh, Jornada 2 with Cholos versus Toluca. Mm, I, like you said, I think Toluca was strong, so I give them the victory here. What do you think? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Toluca. I like, I like what I saw against uh, with them against Atlas. So I'll, they'll probably keep it up. Awesome. Well, that concludes our Liga Mix Feminine chat. Well, I have you here, Vara. Like I said, we wanted to keep this as much as our football-esque as possible. So at the end of every pod, Adriana and I throw a bone over to the men's side. Um, how are you doing? How are you recovering? You're one of my East Coast uh, El Trian community members that had to stay up till four o'clock in the morning. And you did not go to sleep. So you actually stayed up yeah. until four for that Olympic game, right? I, yeah, um, I went to an NYCFC game and then of course we ended up going to a bar and by the time I realized it was like 12 I was like oh crap if I go home I'm gonna go I'm gonna fall asleep and you know with a couple of beers in me I'm not gonna wake up till the next day <laughs> so I was like I'm just not gonna go to sleep <laughs> and yeah it was it was rough I took like five five six naps yesterday yesterday I think oh my yeah, god like I kept not I kept knocking out because I was, I was just dead like I had how did beers you even in me get- and then how did you even get up? Six. Like you, like wait, wait, wait I, your body just not let you fully rest? Oh wait, oh yeah, no. I mean, I had things to do, so I had to get up. But oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, but yeah, I took like five or six naps throughout the day. Like I was just knocking out. I would just find myself like just get up off. The, oh, I was like, oh. <laughs> I was traveling to uh to Phoenix, so I'm here now in Phoenix now, obviously for the quarterfinal match, and I I saw um. I think it was Miggy who wrote like at like 5 p.m. Like everybody's yeah. asleep right now. Like we're freaking watched. I was like, you're so right. I'm like, I'm so yeah. tired at this point. I'm glad the the rest of the games I think are well, they're gonna be four o'clock for you now, right? Yeah, they're gonna be four the for West me, Coast. like seven for you guys. So you guys should yeah, be- th- I could I could do those. Those I can do, yeah. Before I was, yeah, yeah. Once it was 12 and I was I was still out, I was like, Yeah, I gotta just stay up till six now because I'm gonna miss it. <laughs> and it was worth think- it too. it was worth it so let's talk a little bit about it I already talked about it on the uh gold cup daily slash uh, olympics takeover that we saw and I did yesterday um but your thoughts on the game I mean worth it obviously to stay up four goals against France against Chignac and and Thalvin but like collectively what did you what did you think of the game yeah like like I said my uh watching of the game was uh, slightly impaired but I thought you know Mexico played really well my boy Vega dominated the game he scored a goal, and then Antuna came in, scored a goal. So good night for Chivas players. But yeah, I think Mexico looked really, really strong. I don't know what was wrong with France or if they just didn't come out to play. But you know, those uh, gold medal hopes are are starting to catch a little fire. They are no, definitely. I'm starting to feel like anything is possible. But since I have you here, and I know you guys talk about it on the pod a lot, we've made this joke a few times already. 
but it seems to keep happening. I mean, your Chivas players are one are are one type of player when they play with Chivas, and then they go and play for the national team. I know Antuna had the bit of a spell <laughs> where it didn't seem like it mattered where he was. He was just kind of messing up. But when he the way that he came out and scored that goal yesterday, it felt like again like kind of that like brilliance that he showed again. He was, you know, he was like angry when he scored it, right? He was like, "That's right." <laughs> everything about Antuna like I said before everything about Antuna makes no sense but it's like super wonderful when he actually starts like scoring and you know gets super excited I mean who can forget the celebration (laughs) that he did when (laughs) like they weren't even they were already eliminated but what do you think is is happening there like obviously you guys are not happy with the current management that's there but what do you think happens between club and, and national team duty with the players and like maybe you hope doesn't happen this season coming coming in you know tonight or saturday yeah i mean we we have no hope for this season going into the as, as chivas men's side yeah we don't we have no expectations like we were we haven't even recorded our preview episode <laughs> we're like too depressed i was like i was like actually it's gonna be really funny you know i'm gonna start it off like first we're gonna talk about chivas signings all right, we're done. And then <laughs> we're going to talk about how many times she was winning the offseason. Ah, we're done. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know what it is with she was. It's just, I think our coaching is just not, who's the teacher is not the answer. Um, we see Antuna and Vega shine with the national team. Even um, Angulo was in that uh, Olympic qualifying tournament, some of his best football since joining Chivas, and it wasn't in the Chivas jersey. So I don't know what it is that, Jimmy, well, I know what it is that Jimmy Lozano does different than Busatich. You know, he uses the players right. He puts them where they're supposed to play, natural position. So it's just tough. You watch Vega kill it on uh, on national international stage against France, and then he's gonna come back to Chivas and be playing right back and left back because no one can get him the ball, and he wants the ball. So given that you have no, since you just mentioned that you have no hope for this season, I mean, for what it's worth, like I said, the timeline is always entertaining regardless if you guys are winning or losing. So I'm looking forward to that very much. But there's another discussion right now on the timeline, uh, club over country, not not like Janak loyalty, loyalist kind of kind of vibes, but the quarterfinal match for Mexico versus Honduras in the Gold Cup is Saturday. Apparently they play at the same time as Chivas plays, their Liga Mix uh men's side debut are you going to be watching both who are you choosing which one will make you suffer less like what is going on through your mind Varo about what to do for Saturday night well I'm 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 obviously gonna watch the Chivas game but not happy about it like I'm (laughs) mad they play at the same time because I thought I, I thought Chivas played two hours before Mexico so I was like Chivas will let me down and then Mexico will kind of probably beat Honduras and make it a little better but now it's just going to be simultaneous suffering so not looking forward to it but I will be watching Chivas and I'll have like Mexico on my phone going or whatever I, I genuinely enjoy the fact that you said no I'm definitely going to watch it I won't be happy about it but I'll watch it <laughs> oh yeah we uh, yeah it's not it's not good and we don't have our Olympic players for like the first two or three weeks, whatever. Yeah, oh, that's, it's, it's oh my bad. God, that's right. You just saw them over here shining. And now you're going to deal with Chiwa's yeah. B team under the, Vucetich. We watched the preseason and like, Carlos <laughs> Neros like led us to a victory and he's been washed for like four years. I'm like, like what is happening? <laughs> hey, y'all got Briseño though. He's got heart. Yeah, he, yeah, I wish, you know, he was a big uh, Amazon Series Prime uh, 
he won he won a lot in that and people are like fans now but like i wish he had as much talent as as heart like if anything that series made me wish he was a much better football player because i was like the heart is there the talent is just not it's not there sadly the funniest part about the entire documentary though is that like he, his wife is going is going to labor right and he's yeah. like nah, nah i gotta go i gotta go play like you'll understand right <laughs> and like the camera like he's talking to the cameraman he's like no no no. like she'll be fine like hopefully everything's fine but she says like you know if the baby's born while the game's going on he shall never forgive me and he does all that no, just to every, just to die well, yeah it was so wild because one you know your wife is about to give birth and two like the country was like on the verge of fully shutting down because of COVID. Like that was the, I think that was the last game of that week and um, it was uh, closed doors. So it's like your wife is giving birth. There's a freaking pandemic about to start and you're over here like, no, I have to, I have to go play. And then you tie what, like nil nil or one one, whatever. It's like, bro, I'm glad his uh, daughter wasn't born while he was playing. Cause yeah, his wife would have never, never forgave him. <laughs> I was telling my brother, like, but just imagine, like, his daughter one day is going to watch that documentary. And she's going to be like, bro, <laughs> you, you left my mom for a draw. What, against, like, Querétaro, right? And, the, oh, I forgot. The crazy part, yeah, it's a uh, Rayados. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Um, he calls her dad, and he's like, hey, can you come watch your daughter? Because I got I to go play soccer. <laughs> like, yo, I got to go play. <laughs> like, <Suedo. You> understand. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> no. Go be with my daughter. <laughs> I feel it feels the exact same way though. I'm like, ah, oh, like now I wish he was a better player because all this yeah. heart and all this dedication would make more sense. But uh my guy, my guy, <laughs> my guy. Bavaro, uh, I think we went a little bit over the 30 minute mark, but it was a good talk nonetheless. Any other thoughts, anything you want to plug? Um, you know, obviously it's gonna be a sad season for Chivas fans, but don't forget to follow the Chivas and Norte podcast on um on Twitter and all the social media platforms. What is the handle so people know where to find you? Um, on Twitter and Instagram, it is Chivas del Norte at Twitter at Chivas del Norte. But um, yeah, I mean, it'll be probably a sad season for the men's side, but the women's side will carry us through the season. That's where you get your positive vibes, positive Chivas vibes. Positive Chivas vibes only on the feminine side. Ovaro, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Adriana really appreciates it as well. Um, I know she wishes that she could be here, but we were just so happy to know that we have such a great community that we can um, call on, you know, more people now to talk about Liga Max Family. And for what it's worth, you did very good. I'm very proud of you. You see, you said that you lied on your resume, but you <laughs> kept the job. We'll see what happens in your in your <laughs> your 30 day review, but for now you or your 90 day review, but for now you're doing well. You're doing well. All right, there you go. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, like I said, Amy, when I first started watching, the, I I would listen to like this every week. I was like, this really, this podcast is great. It it really helps anyone that wants to get into the feminine league, Liga Max Feminine. Like this has to be like a stable because you guys cover everything and do it really well. So thank you for having me on the pod. Oh, well, thank you for joining. Um, all right, everybody, take care. Make sure you follow the hashtags LigaMex, F-E-M-E-N-G, uh, LigaMex, E-N-G for the men's side, and also follow, follow uh, hashtag Chivas, E-N-G um, for the Chivas in English community that Varo is a part of as well. Um, you guys can also join a Discord if you're into that. I'm not in it because I'm not a Chivas fan, but Varo will sometimes send screenshots and it's entertaining nonetheless. Um, I, found out, it, I found out AJ's in it and he's just in there for the laughs. 
<laughs> he, he was, I forgot what we were talking and then um he sent me like screenshots he's like yo the the discord is awesome i'm like i was like what discord i was like what are you talking about and then i was like oh like, bro, why are you here discord. you don't even go here <laughs> Uh, but that's what I'm saying. She was community. Just something else. Um, yeah. But all right, guys. Enjoy the soccer. Tons of stuff happening. Liga Mexis Femini is about to kick off Jornada 2. You got the men's side obviously kicking off as well. Gold Cup, Olympics, all of it. Enjoy it because at the end of the day, it is our football. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.